Good morning and welcome to Morning Mixtape News. It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024. I'm your host, Anna Giselle Funasing. Thanks for tuning in. Here are our stories for the day. First up, Pierre Polyev says he doesn't support minors' access to puberty blockers. Then, a counselor from Pickering is facing backlash after commenting criticizing Black History Month celebrations. And Belleville residents were advised to avoid the downtown area during an overdose emergency. Then we'll hear from Phoebe with a segment of Hidden Histories. Now to the news. PC leader Pierre Polyev told reporters Wednesday he doesn't support trans kids taking puberty blockers. The CBC reports that Polyev says he believes only adults should be able to decide if they seek out gender-affirming care, like puberty blockers. The CBC says Polyev told reporters, quote, I think we should protect the rights of parents to make their own decisions with regards to their children. Polyev says he opposes anyone under 18 accessing puberty blockers. The CBC says Polyev's comments go farther than what Alberta Premier Danielle Smith proposes for her province. According to the CBC, Last week, Smith introduced sweeping anti-trans policies that include restrictions on puberty blockers and hormone therapy for children under 15. The Canadian Pediatric Society says, quote, Gender-affirming medical affirmations may be an important component of comprehensive care for trans and gender-diverse adolescents. The CPS say that scientific research shows access to puberty blockers can lower the odds of suicidal ideation over the course of their life. According to the CPS, cross-sex hormone therapy is used to help people with gender dysphoria transition into the gender they identify with. They say hormone therapy produces reversible and irreversible changes. They say only young people who can, quote, demonstrate the capacity to understand and appreciate both the benefits and risks of these medications, given their profound effects, should be able to use them. The CBC says that Polyev says he thinks adults with gender dysphoria should, quote, have the freedom to make any decision they want about their bodies. The national conversation on trans healthcare was prompted by Smith's policy announcement last week. The Polyev says it's Trudeau's fault for riling up the public and media. He told press that conversations on trans healthcare are, quote, a divisive wedge the Liberal government uses to distract from issues like housing and carbon taxes. Canada's employment minister has spoken out against Smith's plan. A part of the Albertan plan will demand trans kids get parental consent before using their preferred names and pronouns at school. The minister told reporters Wednesday Polly Evans Smith shouldn't get to decide who can access health care treatments. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh also criticized both opposing politicians. He accused Polly Evans Smith of, quote, attacking vulnerable communities. Next up, a white city councillor from Pickering faces backlash after writing she doesn't support the idea of Black History Month. The CBC says community members and other council members are criticizing Lisa Robinson after she wrote that, quote, the race to equality is not the celebration of one another. Robinson said this in an online op-ed for the Oshawa Durham Central newspaper. It ran on Sunday. She wrote, quote, we are so hung up on North American history and the historical trafficking of primarily African people that we have lost sense of time and period. Robinson defended her stance in an email to the CBC. She says that her comments were not racist. In her statement to the CBC, she said her intention was to support unity and equity for all. She wrote, 
Instead of segregating people based on their color, religion, or sexual preferences, we should celebrate our shared humanity. Black advocates in Pickering say they are insulted and hurt by Robinson's statements. Some say they want the city's integrity commissioner to investigate her comments. Advocates say that Black History Month celebrations continue to, quote, not ignore the past, but to confront and be uncomfortable with it. Pickering's mayor has also commented on the op-ed in an executive meeting Monday. He said the piece goes against the council's collective views. Pickering's mayor called Robinson's words hurtful to the community and insensitive towards Black History Month. He said Robinson's belief that Black history is divisive is contrary to the council's equity and inclusion principles. The CBC reports Robinson had been reprimanded after a city council vote. She is suspended without pay for 60 days. In a comment to the CBC Toronto, she plans on getting a judicial review. Robinson says her suspension was based on, quote, unfounding allegations and distortions of the truth. The CBC says that this isn't Robinson's first reprimand from counsel. She was docked for 30 days of pay after an integrity commissioner investigation found one of her Facebook posts to be bullying. Robinson wrote about that decision in her op-ed. She said she felt, quote, counsel was treating me like a modern-day slave. Finally, Belleville residents were warned to avoid the downtown area after paramedics saw an overdose emergency. The CBC reports that within one hour, paramedics were sent to 14 separate overdose cases. Police described the situation as a, quote, overdose emergency. At around 4.30 in the afternoon, Belleville police made a media release warning members to avoid unnecessary travel downtown. Belleville's paramedic chief told press his crews got seven calls about people downtown within a 40-minute window. He said five of the people were taken to the hospital on high-priority status. He said the number of calls can be overwhelming to emergency services. According to the chief, seven ambulances are available during day shifts. A staff surgeon who answered phones during the overdoses say they happened within a few blocks of each other. He says police had to block a part of the street to allow ambulances to pass. Well, that's the news for today. Here's Phoebe with Hidden Histories. Good morning, I'm Phoebe and welcome to this week's Hidden History segment, where I talk about interesting historical facts that aren't as widely known. For this week's segment, we're going back to pre-revolution France. A little disclaimer before we start, my French is very rusty. Please don't blame me, I'm trying my best with the rudimentary French I retained from high school. This segment also focuses on the specific history of Marie Antoinette and her connection with the estate, less about the architecture. Disclaimer aside, let's move on. The Palace of Versailles, I feel, is quite widely famous. It's a gorgeous work of architecture and definitely shows off the pure aristocracy of the time. But did you know that Marie Antoinette had her own estate just a little further away from the Palace of Versailles? According to the official website for the Palace of Versailles, the estate was called Trianal. It had the Grand Trianal, the Petit Trianal, the Queen's Hamlet, and a bunch of gardens. It was constructed during the reign of Louis XIV, and it was meant to be a place where the monarchs could take breaks from the restrictive life of the court. The estate itself is mostly associated with Marie Antoinette, who married Louis XVI. She was given the estate as a gift from her husband in 1774 because she had trouble adjusting to the life of the French court. She got very attached to the estate, spending a lot of time there. Marie Antoinette commissioned several gardens and cottages built in a hamlet style. 
She wanted the cottages built in a style that was more rustic, as opposed to the more lavish style that was more trendy at the time. She asked for some English gardens in 1777, then asked an architect called Richard Meek to extend the gardens further north, then build a fake village around an artificial lake. It took three years to build, from 1783 to 1786. The Queen's Hamlet, as it was known, was quite impressive. The cottages may have looked like normal rustic cottages on the outside, but they were decorated with the aristocracy in mind on the inside. Marie Antoinette would use those for throwing parties on the Trianon estate. On the other side of the lake, there was a working farm. Animal pens, including pigs, sheep, and chickens inside a barn were there, along with two dairies, one for show and one that actually worked. There was also a guardhouse and a watchtower, which was called Marlborough Tower. It was a pop culture reference at the time, referencing a popular song. Historically, there are a lot of legends surrounding Marie Antoinette. The most famous of these? Let them eat cake. She never actually said this. There's another legend, that she used the Trianon estate to go and pretend to be a shepherdess with her friends, while the people of France could barely afford to eat bread. According to the Palace of Versailles, that isn't actually true. It was more a place to get away from the chaos of the French royal court, and actually used as somewhere educational for Marie Antoinette's children. Marie herself was executed during the French Revolution, and the hamlet fell into disrepair. Napoleon had some of it restored between 1810 and 1812, but he also tore down the working dairy, among other structures. Other restorations happened throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, with the farm reconstructed in 2006. Actual animals still live there, taken care of by the Foundation of Animal Welfare. You can actually visit the estate, for a price. It seems like a nice idyllic place. From the 3D model I saw on the website for the Palace of Versailles, I can understand why Marie Antoinette liked the place so much. That's it for this week. I'm your host, Phoebe, reporting from Met Radio, 1280 AM, Toronto. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to Morning Mixtape News. For Met Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Anna Giselle Funasing.